It's The Call with Nancy Sabato. My guest is Samantha Allison. She's telling her story of how Jesus saved her from a life of addiction. I grew up with a mother who had some severe mental illnesses. And I remember she never showed us love or affection. I remember telling her that we love you, mom. We love you. And she'd always say, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so she was always asleep, passed out on the couch, or she was up going crazy on people. Um, she got disability, so we were very poor. Um, I remember we were not a Christian home. If we had anything to do with churches, it was when they were bringing us food, paying light bills, or bringing us Christmas presents. Um, when I was 12, we moved to a new town and I finally felt love for the first time. I felt like um, this group of people that I was hanging out with finally loved me and accepted me for who I was. And I was introduced to cigarettes at 12. And then a couple months later, I was introduced to marijuana and then alcohol. And then I started dating an older guy who was five years older than me. And for my 13th birthday party, my birthday present from him was introducing me to what they call ice, which is a form of methamphetamines. And I was immediately hooked. Um, I loved it so much that from that moment on, I was chasing that high. Now he did go to prison for statutory rape because he was overage, but I continued to get high because I loved it so much. And so uh, by the time I was 14, I had tried every single drug out there, whether it was crack, coke, acid, mini pills. The only drug I've never tried was heroin. And that was because I had seen so many people inject it and they would immediately nod out. They were like just rolling their eyes in the back of their head. And I've learned now in my job position that was overdosing. Everybody around us at the time didn't realize that. But um, and so I was pregnant at 15. Um, I didn't even know I was pregnant, you know. I didn't. I was so young, I didn't know what I was looking for, you know. But I ended up getting married at a very young age, at 16, and I was divorced and had three children at 19. Now, I, w I was a considered a functioning addict in my eyes. Looking back, I know there's no such thing as a functioning addict, but at the time, I thought I, I was because I graduated high school with good grades. Even though I had good grades, I mean, I was still getting high to do my homework, you know, and I always thought I was a good mother, but I, looking back, I wasn't. No drug addict can be a good mother in any kind of way, but I was going back to school to be an LPN. And I did about a year and a half of those prereqs, and it got to the point to where I could no longer focus. It was hard because not only was I now a single mother, going to school full-time, going to work full-time, and a full-time mommy, and the kids were all little then. I mean, babies, they were all two years apart, and I, they were probably one, three, and five, you know? Um, but drugs was my main focus. So I wasn't able to concentrate, and so I quit. And it all just started falling off from there. Eventually, I got so strung out that I couldn't keep a job. Um, I got so strung out that I could no longer get high. And so I thought, you know what? I got to get out of this town. I was in Conway at the time, and I thought if I left Conway, maybe I could sober up. So I left and I went to Fayetteville, and I thought it was something good for us. We, we were about to have a new life, new beginnings, great life. No, I got to Fayetteville and moved into an apartment complex that everybody around me were drug addicts, and everybody was shooting up. And it started off, people, when they found out I was a phlebotomist, 
they wanted me to hit their veins. And so I would, and I found it was fun to do, getting high and hitting people's veins. But when I no longer could get high, of course you can see that I started injecting it myself. And they call that slamming. So I started slamming dope and it didn't take as much, you know, it didn't cost as much, but then eventually, like anything, you build a tolerance up for something. So eventually got to the point to where I was slamming so much, I literally lost my sanity. I'm telling you, I had such a huge drug psychosis that I was really literally crazy. Um, I lost that house and my car. I didn't lose my kids, but it got to the point it was so bad that I no longer wanted to be a mother. And that's bad. Um, I could cry thinking about it, but when you don't want to be a mother, when you don't want to take care of yourself or anything, all you want to do is look for that next needle, you know, the next high, um, that's bad. And so my kids had went through so many things because all of us were just grown drug addict criminals around them. There was no kids around but mine. And everybody else done lost their kids to the state or they didn't want anything to do with them. And I'm really thankful for the time we had in Fayetteville because it was something that probably was needed to get clean and sober. But um, I called my brother and my sister and asked them to help me with the kids. I told them how bad it had gotten. Um, and they agreed, my brother agreed to keep my kids while I sobered up. And he he asked me how long, and I told him I checked into all these programs. There was like John 316 and 317 ministries, and uh, there was Teen Challenge, a bunch of programs that were long-term, a year to two years. And he said that he would do it, but you know, when he come and got my kids, I told him, I'm just gonna go to a local rehab and it's just 28 days. And he said, okay, well, he would keep them for that 28 days, well, I got to rehab and all I wanted to do was sleep. I finally had a bed and a little place, a little room of my own to where I, you know, kind of felt comfortable and I, would, I just wanted to sleep. And when you're in rehab, they want you to do things like AA meetings and NA meetings and they want you to see their psychiatrist and their counselors, but I couldn't do any of that because I was so tired. All that slamming, I mean, I probably was up seven, eight days at a time with just little power naps here and there, you know, and just doing that over and over and over. So I was exhausted. But they told me after like four or five days, they said, if you don't get up and start coming to these meetings, you're, you're out of here. And they ended up kicking me out. And I, I really I hate that. And I hope rehabs don't do that to people these days, you know. But so I was back out in the street. And of course, I didn't know anybody but drug addicts. And so I was calling anybody and everybody I could to come get me. And I was in a Walmart parking lot one night with nothing. I couldn't tell my brother I got kicked out of rehab. I hadn't even cried yet about my kids being gone. I was like numb. I, I mean, I was just kind of there. And so I wanted to kill myself. I thought that my problem and my life had gotten so bad that there was no way out. And thankfully, I was in a Walmart parking lot where there was nothing I could get my hands on to kill myself because I know I would have. And so um, my phone rang and it was one of my drug dealers calling me to come get high. And I told him I had no money or I had nothing. And he told me to come on anyway. So I got over there and we're sitting there getting high and I just, 
I forgot about all my troubles, you know, and I felt good again. And that temporary high, or that temporary happy I was telling you about, I had that again. And suddenly, you know, the front door flies in and a little thing comes rolling in and the house starts getting smoky and here come all these agents with black bulletproof uh, vests on. And it was unrealistic to me. It's something you would see on TV. And they had all these guns in our faces with flashlights, get out, hands up. And I mean, I was scared out of my mind. You know, and a lot of these people, this was normal to them. But to me, it wasn't, you know. And well, I went to uh, jail on a felony drug charge. And looking back, that phone call did not come from that drug dealer. The phone call came from God so he could one day pick me up and use my story for his glory. And that's where... I got that relationship with Jesus that I was telling you about and my life immediately changed. And I can cry just knowing how much He's always been there for me and I didn't even know it. And um, I'm telling you, when you pray, God will move mountains for you. Um, there's nothing that He's not helped me overcome or get through it with me. There's nothing that he hasn't provided. I mean, I have the want for nothing, not love or, um, I mean, I have things that I never experienced like forgiveness and faith and hope. And I'm not saying all of those come immediately, but as your relationship grows stronger and stronger with God, you start falling in love with things like people and and nature like being outdoors and seeing the sunshine and the wind blowing you know that's God there you know or you see little animals playing you know that's God and he's he's putting on a show to let you know he's there you know he's always with you you're never alone with God and so it's amazing it really is amazing <laughs> um I don't know it's just it's hard to explain to some and I remember looking back the lady who first started telling me about God, I kind of thought she was crazy. Even the person, you know, I, when I was calling around to all these sober living homes trying to get in, this man once told me, he said, we're full and there's a long waiting list. But I want to tell you, getting free from an addiction comes from a relationship with God. I thought the man was crazy. I was like, oh, no, 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 click. And I'll never forget that because now I'm telling people that because it's real, it is true. And see, a lot of people, they, they can't get free. They, they're they stuck, but they need to accept the Lord into their heart and He'll help them, you know? Thank you for watching The Call with Nancy Sabato. Check out our website and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.